everyone, welcome to the Mindfulness at ABM podcast. Uh, it's the second podcast after our summit, but you know the thoughts around our summit and everything that is happening around is still very uh, vivid in our mind and experiences. I still uh, personally encounter IBMers and folks around that they just you know tell me you know thank you for the summit or it was nice. I like this session. I like the other one. Um, so we are going to talk about it uh, today as well. We have uh, a guest that was actually making the summit, another another of the guests. But before I want to uh, ask to you, Pat, um, how, how is it going and uh, is there, uh, how is your mindfulness journey uh, proceeding? Proceeding well, full, full throttle at, uh, personally and, and my, you know, my teacher training program, but also within Kindrel, you know, full, full throttle, big community growing, uh, lots of, lots of nice teams that have formed. We're coming up with some logos and some graphics. Mm -hmm. So it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. And everyone, everyone's always talking about, like you're saying, the mindfulness summit. Can I get some of those recordings? Are you going to do the same in Kindrel? <laughs> well, that, that was something, you know, everyone in Kindrel had, um, the access, right? So, you know, I, and I, and also during the summit, we had this kind of uh, uh, comments that, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, I'm in Kindrill, I'm not able to, to join, right? But actually all the, the session were uh, open to everyone, right? And also the replays. So um, if you're listening to, to the podcast in Kindrill, just reach out to Pat. Uh, there is a folder, right? That is open to anyone there, right? That you can still play um, and watch all the replays and it's going to be, uh, well, good. I, I think it's going to be an, uh, an an option for you, not only to watch the replays, in the same folder you will find as well the PowerPoints or materials that have been shared, right? Um, and uh, yeah, we tried actually to put almost all of them. Some recording actually didn't happen, but I think almost 99% of them are there in the folder. So look for it. Um, and maybe, you know, let us know, let Pat know what, how did you like the summit if you managed to attend either recorded or live, right? And, uh, but yes, we had uh, several, uh, I think more than 1,600 hours of uh, uh, learnings during that week, right? If we wow. check every single, um, you know, session that we had. So it was a lot of uh, events uh, and a lot of things happening, right? Um, in hours, in terms, if we sum up all the participants and all the people that actually attended it, right? So uh, it's not like you have less hours in a week or than thousand, but just just if you consider all the people that learned and participated, more than thousand six hundred hours of learning, um, and uh, uh, more than thousand participants, um, and many are gonna come watching the replays, right? So thank everyone again for for attending. Before the, going to our guest today, uh, one interesting information. So we, we didn't fit it in the summit, but we thought it's such an interesting topic to discover how mindfulness is you know, being shared in other corporations than IBM. Uh, so we will actually invite Mark and Michelle from Ford that will tell us more about that um, that word, right? And how in their environment mindfulness is shared and what are the programs and so on. So if you are interested to know uh, those information, right? So you are always invited. The links are, are below. Uh, and Mark and Michelle will also be part of our podcast next week. So um, that's also an interesting conversation to look forward to. 
But here actually is the moment to introduce Kinga. Yes. Uh, that I think was in many of the sessions. You can see Kinga introducing the session or leading session. So uh, welcome to our uh, Mindfulness at IBM podcast, Kinga. How, how are you doing? Thank you, Lily. I am doing great. I had a great time during the summit, I have to say. It was beautiful. So many people were very engaged. And for so many people, it was their first experience with mindfulness or mm. one of their first experiences with mindfulness. And it was really beautiful to watch how they learned and how excited we all became with what we were learning and what we were sharing with each other. So it was great. Thank you. You know, on, on behalf of, of everyone, Kinga, for, yeah. for doing what you did. And we're curious and we're eager to learn a little bit about your mindfulness journey and what led you to, you know, hosting leading sessions at the Mindfulness Summit. And can you tell us a little more about that? Sure, Patrick. I, I'm going to try to make this story short, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first experience with uh, meditation started in school. Believe it or not, we had a principal who was very avant-garde, for lack of a better word. And he taught us some really interesting meditation exercises. Mm. And then I forgot all about it until about 12 years ago when I saw an advertisement for an insight meditation workshop. And I fell in love with that workshop at that point. Mm. Um, and as luck would have it, we moved to California where mindfulness and meditation, I would you know, pretty much say are mainstream. And, um, and so I started to learn more. And I think as many of your guests have shared before, the mindfulness journey really took off when my family and I were confronted with illness. And um, our daughter, who was in college back then, hit rock bottom with an eating disorder. And we had to bring her home. And in trying to find uh, you know, a way for her to heal, we discovered DBT. Uh, DBT is dialectical behavioral therapy, which was designed by an American psychologist, mm -hmm. Marsha Linehan. And it's a type of psychotherapy that combines behavioral science with mindfulness. So it's like things came together in a really interesting way because it allowed me to learn more about mindfulness in an in-depth, very personal and profound way. Um, and I thought, this is something that more people should hear about and everybody should know about this. Like, I really believe that, you know, when you do a mindfulness practice, you learn life skills that allow you to live a more fulfilling, productive and happier life. And mm. it really boggled my mind that it wasn't something that we learned in school, you know? So I wanted to make it available. And I, I, I didn't know how to, I was, I'm not a certified teacher. I'm not, I just really was fascinated by, by how all this mindfulness was helping my daughter and my family through this hard time. Mm. And the, one of the really interesting things that I found with mindfulness in particular for us was getting out of our heads and into our emotions, into our bodies, into really recognizing that we were, you know, a set of things that wasn't only what was in, in our brains and in our minds. Mm. 
um, that was sort of the, I'm going to call it developmental part of mindfulness. And then came the, the, I want to share this with others. And the only thing I could think of was I want to share it with people in the office. We spend so much time in our brains. And so I came up with a workshop and I proposed, let's do an eight week workshop. And yeah, that our executives were like, yeah, no, we don't, you know, you can hold small practices if you want, but no, we're not willing to support a workshop. And I thought, fine, I don't know anything about this anyway. Mm-hmm. I just want to share some of what I know. So I'll, so I'll start. And we started a really small practice that went on for months. Um, it was really fabulous. And then again, I was hit by illness, but in this case, it was me. And I had a back injury, which left me unable to sit at all. So I lived my life standing or lying down. And again, mindfulness and meditation allowed me to live through that period of my time with incredible grace, that it was just um, unbelievable. And so again, I went back and I said, we, I need to do more of this. I need to make it stronger. I need to do it more for folks at IBM and started sharing the idea of uh, building Waymo. And uh, Christina and others in the San Francisco office said, yes, let's do it. And we started Waymo and you know the rest of the story because Christina has told it. But that was all a big part of my mindfulness journey. And I have kept practicing. I like and I learn a lot from different places. Mm. So different practices, different, more secular, less secular. And I continue to practice. And so when I saw the summit and I saw Lele needed help, I was like, okay, I need to jump in and help here. Mm. Thank you. No, thank you for inviting me. For me, it was such a, such a pleasurable week that I really appreciate you allowing me to introduce some people and hold a mindfulness sessions. Yeah, it's also, you know, from another side is the, the, you know, the community is made of each one of us, right? And uh, that's, that's, it's important that there is no, no, I, I mean, I'm, kind of me and Pat so far, we've been uh, glad and happy to be able to coordinate the whole experience. But alone, you cannot really do much, right? Since there are so many people to reach out, there are so many mm, you know, things to, to do, that to share, so many activities and practices. And also the summit is kind of a very complex experience. So uh, the collaboration made it possible, right? Alone, that wouldn't have been... Uh, a possibility also to be there all the time and considering volunteer for all the listeners that don't understand what means volunteer is that every one of us has a job right that means you have uh, deadlines you have a schedule you have things to do focus time uh, people to meet that are totally not related to mindfulness right Uh, so mindfulness is something you say okay maybe my evening time or my early early morning or I just, you know, take a moment during the day and then I, I catch up in the evening. So it's, that is the volunteer time, right? It's a, a bit more than the usual routine. Um, and that's only to be, uh, you know, rewarded with gratitude from all the others that enjoyed it, right? So thank you, Kinga. Uh, so it's very nice that you started with 
the willingness to share with others what you really saw as a um, benefit for uh, and simple thing that everybody could do to really transform their lives, right? Um, and so how how is did you uh, see the transformation going on? Right? Did you find some resistance or it was you know easy to share mindfulness practices along? Um, so how how at at one point of the journey are you in? I think it is it is hard to share mindfulness. Um, it was hard, especially in the beginning, for two reasons. I wasn't sure of myself. Mm -hmm. And there was resistance in general, and I'm going to talk, you know, specifically about in general in the in the work environment. Mm -hmm. um, so in the beginning, it was it was hard, except for it's interesting, but some people who were really eager and hungry for it. Um, for the majority, it was a bit alien and a bit scary to think about mindfulness and to think that they would be. I mean, you know, sucked into some kind of religious or spiritual practice. And so I, I had to talk to people to say, look, this is in no way a religious or, or mm. spiritual practice. It really is about living your life more fully with who you are, your emotions, your body, your thoughts, by being aware of those things, um, you know, and, and I use examples to share how we typically react to that email we get and we're like, oh, no, it's all right, no. And how we could learn tools to stop before making a mistake or before saying something or doing something that we would later regret. Um, and that helped a little bit. And also, the other thing that was interesting is I combined mindfulness with yoga and other wellness topics because not everybody learns or experiences in the same way and we found some fascinating things for example leading a painting workshop mm -hmm. was something that let, left people who might have not sat down to meditate for 10 minutes but sat down in a completely focused and engaged fully present way during 20 minutes to paint mm -hmm. it was beautiful. Or when Christina holds her writing, you know, she gives a prompt and people start writing. It's amazing how focused, engaged and present people can become in that um, short period of time doing something that isn't necessarily meditating, but has a similar effect on the brain and the body. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kinga, for, for sharing and hope uh, your daughter's doing well and your, your back pain is, <laughs> is manageable now. <laughs> I have to share, Patrick, my back is fully, completely healed. Nice. And yes, it was incredible. And my daughter will have to live a journey. We will all have to live it with her. Mm. And we are. And that's one of the reasons why I very openly share our story um, to help others and to recognize that this, is, this isn't something that should be held secret and quiet because a mental illness is like any other illness with a 
complicating factor, it is pain that is invisible or it's hard to see. Yeah. And so that's why I talk about it openly. I want to be able to help support and share a story that can help others. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Very important. Uh, Kinga, would you like to lead us in a short little practice to kick off um, the rest of, of the day or the rest of the next moments, wherever you're listening to this right now? Yeah, I would love that. I like to bring us back to our body. And so this is a very short practice um, that I called unfocused practice or multi-focused practice but really we are going to focus <laughs> in an object so i would like you to take the first object that you can bring to your hands in my case i found a tape okay there we go that's a beautiful piece of purple <laughs> and so now take a deep breath in let it all out and when you're ready, either slowly close your eyes or bring your gaze down. But I don't want you to look at your object just yet. I want you to hold it in your hands. And I want you to start touching the object, like notice, notice its weight. Really notice the weight in your hand. See how deep you can sense the pressure of the object in your skin, in your bones. Now, I'd like you to run a finger over the surface. And as you run your finger over the surface, notice either the smoothness or the roughness, curves, edges. Really, really sense with that tip of your finger any changes that happen as you run it along the surface. Notice its temperature. Is it warmer than your finger or perhaps cooler? Even if in the beginning you don't notice anything specific, try to sense just even the tiniest difference in temperature. Now, if you feel ready, open your eyes and look at your object. And I mean, really, really look at it. Look at its color. 
Notice perhaps how the light hits it in different ways as you move it. See the shadows, the bright spots, the dull spots. Now take it and smell it. And when I say smell it, I mean really smell it. See if you can notice anything in your nose. See what you can notice in your mouth or even in the back of your throat. Really smell it. And see if with your eyes and with your senses you can integrate the whole experience of getting really, really intimate with this object. When you're ready, take a deep breath in. Let it all out. Put your object down. Thank you for getting to know your pen or your barrette a little bit better. Thank you for your practice. Thank you, thank you. No, you won't. I wanted even to kiss the object. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> giving it all this attention, it's, um, you know, making everything special, right? So if you give the same kind of attention to anything that happens to you, right? Uh, everything and everyone will become special with the right attention. Well said, well said, Lenny. Thank you. Thank you, Lele. Thank you, Kinga. Transformational power of attention. Thanks for taking us through that. Thanking you for inviting me <laughs> to share my story and to spend some time with these amazing Lele and Patrick. Oh, thank you, thank you. So. Uh, folks, thank you as well for listening and being here uh, and now in the podcast, uh, you know, practicing with us and listening to the stories of our guests and being part of the community. Uh, you know, told to you perhaps in a week from now. Until then, enjoy a mindful rest of the week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.